0: Verse number one. I'm not going to read the entire uh, uh, series text as I I've, I've been doing because it's very lengthy. Um, but uh, so I am going to read the first several verses. Are are we going? We're we good to go. Amen. Philippians chapter two, verse number one. If you're there, say man. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any Fellowship of the Spirit If any bowels of mercy Fulfill ye my joy That ye be like-minded Having the same love Being of one accord Of one mind Being of one accord And one mind Read verse 1 one one more time. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray, come before you today. God, I pray, Lord, thanking you, Jesus, for your mighty power, Lord, your hand, your mercy, your anointing, God. Lord Jesus, I know, God, that you are here in this place. God, to do, Lord, what you have fit to do, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we trust in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Mm. Praise the Lord. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. Last week we talked, or actually not last week, we had business meeting last week. Um, but the last Wednesday we talked, we talked about the step of love. And uh, the step of love. He said, if there be any comfort of love. So comfort of love. Talking about loving. The unfeigned love. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 22 It says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. So the next step we're we're going into tonight is the step of fellowshipping of the spirit fellowship of the spirit so if you know we go from the the step of uh, all the way from the step of consolation to the step of love and now we're walking into the step of the Fellowshipping of the Spirit, and we, as uh, the Church of the Living God, or, or, or very commonly in the Apostolic Church or the Pentecostal Church, as is more uh, frequently known, we know about the Spirit of God. We know how to flow in the Spirit of God and allow the Spirit of God to operate, and. Uh, once a person get, gets filled with the Holy Ghost and God fills them to, to, with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, right? That's what the Bible says. The speaking, that that, that um, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. A drink of any deadly, deadly thing It shall not hurt them The sign of, of speaking in tongues when, as, we were field, as they were filled with the Holy Ghost On the day of Pentecost The Bible says That and the day of Pentecost was fully come They were in one accord In one place And, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all of the house of wherein, where, wherein they were setting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And what? Began to speak in tongues, as, speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There is a significant thing that takes place not only When you are filled with the Holy Ghost of speaking in other tongues, and lots of people say, "Well, you, you know, just talking tongues, talking tongues." But that's a more noticeable and more uh, 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 um, utterable thing that you utter out of your mouth. But there's something else takes place when you are filled with the Holy Ghost. There's something that happens when the Holy Ghost enters into someone's heart. The Bible says that He sends you a Comforter, another comforter. One scripture says that he shall lead you into all truth and bring all things into your remembrance. What does the Holy Ghost do? It's not to just give you a, a goose bump it's not to make you go, uh, uh, you know, shout and, and dance and run and, and twist and all that. And some people think that's all it is. And, and, but I promise you, the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost is so much more than that. When the Holy Ghost comes in your life, it is to comfort. It is to guide. It is to teach. It is to equip. It is to enable you to be a witness Not only that, but the Holy Ghost comes into your spirit, into your your life to allow you to be in union and have unity between other believers of like precious faith. I promise you that if you, you know, I always say that two men can't walk together unless they agree. And you can't have true fellowship unless everyone's in the same ship. Right? If you're not in the same ship, I promise you it's not fellowship. I mean, you got to get together. You got to be in unity. Something special. When you get two Holy Ghost-filled individuals together like we did just just a few moments ago as we were praying for the sick there's something special takes place when two agree Jesus said if two agree in touching anything it shall be done unto them so there's something special happens when we come together in the spirit you know what's absent in a lot of churches is the Togetherness of prayer And the togetherness of walking in the Spirit And the togetherness of praying in the Spirit with each other Isolation will only cause division If you say, well I just pray by myself That's dangerous Because they were all together in one mind when the Holy Ghost fell But somehow we think that we can get be separate from everyone else and think that we can still be alright if it came when they were together the only way you can keep it is to be together I need you you need me we all need each other and that's what we our church needs if you want to have unity in the church you're going to have to have fellowship with the spirit and not just fellowship eating you know Oreos and Milk, you know. I remember the old times and you know, going up. You know when we used to get our guitars out and the Lord would move, Holy Ghost would move in our house. You know, no matter where we was, the Lord would move. We would be somebody would be shouting. We'd be we'd be get the guitars out and singing, and somebody would get the Holy Ghost in our house. On a like on an off night, you know, we would just be shouting, you know, and Holy Ghost falling, you know. Ice on the creek We had to go bust the water Baptize them, you know You don't have to bust the ice to get in there But when the Holy Ghost comes in It, it, it melts our, our hardened hearts Sin has a way of hardening your heart But as the believer receives the gift of the Holy Ghost The heart of, uh, of each believer it, it becomes more open It opens yourself. It opens you to God. When you receive the Holy Ghost, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't, or they have struggles receiving the Holy Ghost, because in order to truly receive the Holy Ghost, you have to make yourself vulnerable. And so many people don't want to feel vulnerable. But in order for God to come in, many times you will feel vulnerable because you open yourself up. But you know what happens when you open yourself up to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse? What happens? You get close. You get... It's dangerous because you're fearful that they're going to hurt you. But, oh, it's beautiful because of the bond you get as you open yourself up to one another. It's just like you've got some two lovebirds in the back. You know, they're getting ready to get married. Oh, how dangerous it was when you opened yourself and you, 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 relate, you know, just, just told your, you your revealed all of yourself to them. Maybe it's secrets and things and things nobody else knows about each other. You just learn, learn each other. You make yourself very vulnerable. And you could possibly get your heart ripped out of your chest, right? But I promise you, you get closer to that person. And as you open yourself up with the Spirit, you get closer to God. But as, say, if me and Brother Dylan, we start praying together, and we're both open to God together, then we get closer. We bind together, and we can pray together, and we can be in one mind, and we can be together. You know, when the Holy Ghost comes, we attach ourselves together with someone else and become one body of Christ. And follow after one spirit, right? One body, one spirit. Even we are called to one calling. For there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God, the Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. This is all, 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 all. Here He is, one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is above all, through all, and what? In you all. In you all, if you know, I like you know Paul. I like Paul because I think he was from where I was from. In y'all, you know, in y'all, say real fast. You know, it'd be like he didn't say in you all. He said in y'all, in y'all. So there he is. So it's in you all. So we bind together. We we are jointed together. We have a joint life, sharing blessings and needs. Not only blessings needs, but we're sharing gifts. One mind of the Spirit will set upon, set upon us and, and we will have unity and fellowship together all the concerns around Jesus Christ and His mission. If we all would walk in the spirit, I promise you we would follow in the mission of the Holy Ghost, and there wouldn't be no arguing, there wouldn't be no fussing going here, fussing going there. Because we would all be open together and praying in the Spirit. I promise you that we can't go out, grab hand to hand and pray for each other and, and then and, and be in disunity. You know, that's why Jesus made emphasis on says, if two agree on touching anything, it shall be done. So if I agree with you and we pray together, And we pray in the Spirit and we flow in the Spirit and allow God to speak through us and to us and and allow God to use us. If God uses you and God uses me, and that's how unity happens. It brings us together. And we're all focused on the Lord. Get your mind on Jesus and let's have church. You remember that? One Get your mind on Jesus and let's have church. And that's the way it goes. You know how it goes. If I had my alto section, they'd kick in. I, You know what? If I remembered half the songs, I, I, if I remember the whole song, I, I remember the first couple lines and I, somebody's got to jog my memory. And if they ain't got nobody jogging my memory, I'm sorry. That's why I need some that's why we need each other, right? So get your mind on Jesus. When you get your mind on Jesus and you get your mind on the Spirit, I promise you, we're gonna have some church. These pews that get turned over, the Lord's gonna move, we're gonna have signs, miracles, and the Lord's gonna touch, and God, God's gonna bless, and people's gonna be delivered, people's gonna be baptized. We're following the purpose of his church. It it's it is to each it is when each believer Sets their mind on Jesus There's no room for discord There's no room for anger There's no room for For all kinds of things Happening in the church No quarreling Will happen in the church No clicks. I mean it likes clicks. No Nobody wants to see that but if we're all in flowing in the spirit and fellowshipping in the spirit, that's not gonna happen. I'm 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 coming down I'm he's reaching for my coattail. He's like, Oh, you better get out of the way, Pastor. I'm coming in like a speeding bullet. I'm just I'm 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 coming to a close, I promise you. Mm. So there's nothing, nothing whatsoever can can be used to trample over the Spirit in what the Spirit wants to do if we're all flowing together. We will walk and talk, be obedient, be in fellowship, even through our differences. Yes, we are different. We have different people. I talked about that in the first lesson. About to different types of people and how dangerous it is as church grows have different opinions and different types of people and different voices coming in but we have to come together and have unity together even in our differences when the Holy Ghost comes we can have our, that common ground where we can come together and say we want to do what the Lord wants in our church If we want unity in our church, we're going to have to do what God wants. And that means sometimes your will has to crumble. What you want has to crumble. We don't need to keep the spirit of bad news on us. We'll follow after the spirit of God, the spirit of unity, not the spirit of gossip, not the spirit of rumors. Telling rumors and following rumors, gossiping—no, that is not following after the spirit. Those is following after the flesh. But we need to follow after the spirit. Let's all stand. Next week we'll be talking about compassion. This will be the fifth step. There's seven steps. So this week, uh, we talked about fellowshipping in the Spirit, and next week, we'll be getting in, we'll talk, probably go into uh, compassion, and also getting into the joy uh, for someone else, the joy of the Lord, amen, I'm excited about that. Amen. Let's all pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all your many blessings. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing here. I'm excited to hear, Lord, what the word of the Lord is getting ready to come forth here tonight. God, Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, Lord, to be sensitive to you, God, to do your perfect will. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord.